Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtic. This is our emergency podcast. Let's go. All right. I'm here with Butsy. And man, I did not see this one coming um, randomly Sunday afternoon. Drew Holiday gets traded to the Boston Celtics. Um, this is just me and Butsy's initial reaction. We got we sat with it for about a day before we decided to record just because I feel like we wanted to get um, our thoughts in a row here. So, Butsy, I'm going to start with you. I mean, man, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you like this trade? Because I, I personally, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's exactly what every old Boston head has been complaining about for the last whatever, three, four years when you've been making, you know, these title runs. Um, we finally have our point guard. Like, we finally have a good ball handler, a very solid defender. Um, and I think he's honestly one of the most underrated players in, like, recent NBA history. I think that's a fair statement to say, to be honest, at this point, because I feel like he's been really solid everywhere he's been. Uh, he does have a title under his belt, but if, you know, I really feel like he can help the Celtics team win titles. Uh, sure with the ball, and you would want to talk about someone who's going to guard Dame full court the entire game, that's Drew Holiday. He's going to do that for you while also not making turnovers on offense. Uh, and he also can put up points. We saw him put up, I think, a 45-point like triple-double last year, something like that, out of nowhere, like on a random Tuesday night. So he's capable of having those big scoring nights as well. I think he's a perfect piece for this team. Um, losing Rob Will does hurt, but I, I, I can confidently say I think this team is finally complete. I 100% agree. I think that tandem of Derek White and Drew Holiday on the wings as your defensive back or defensive is a front court or backcourt. I always get that mixed up. I think uh, backcourt. Right? Backcourt. All right. Backcourt. Your defensive backcourt. It's ridiculous. That is one of the best, if not one of the best, if not the best defensive backcourts in the entire league right now. We're going to be able to throw so many looks at different teams defensively. And yes, it does suck giving up Rob Will, but I think we really like. Rob will like the upside of him, but the downside is kind of tough to watch. I think uh, as Celtics fans, we know it better than anyone else um, that Rob will is awesome, but you have to deal with a ton of injuries. And every time he lands, he is hobbled or hurt or something. And I think the rest of the people in the league look at Rob will for what he, what they think he is, which is, you know, this elite big man, which he can be if he stays on the court. Um, and I think that's why you're getting a lot of backlash from getting rid of him. I promise you, if you guys actually took the time to watch every Celtics game, you would see that, yes, Rob Will does change the Celtics defensively every time he's in. He also is a liability in terms of health. And um, if we wanted to get better and make moves to win a title, this was the right move to make. It hurts, but I think it needs to be done. Um, fine giving up Brogdon. He was pretty complaining about you know being in a, in a trade rumor, which I didn't really get. Um and yeah, I, this, think, I this, actually just think it's an it's an upgrade. Of, it's an upgrade for Brogdon. Like yes. I think Drew Holiday is just a better Malcolm Brogdon. And smart. And um, smart. And smart. Yeah. I, I everyone it says like everyone's been talking about like the basically how the Celtics went from smart to Drew. I think Drew is better. I've been saying this for a couple of years now on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like when when the Celtics have gone up against the Bucks, we've been able to, you know, Giannis is gonna get his he, he's Giannis, and we've been able to contain Middleton and you know keep you honest at bay for the most part, but Drew Holiday kills us every time he kills the Celtics. He was like the Celtics killer in every series you've ever played against them. So to finally have him on our side uh, to go up against his bucks, I think he's going to be fired up to play against them. Um, and yeah, that's I, the, I think the Celtics are, you know, I think they're even with the bucks right now when it comes to Vegas uh, being for, uh, I believe with Vegas favorites. They're even. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's the Celtics. I, that might be a homie pick, but I think they are the more complete team on both sides of the ball. 
uh, more defensive emphasis, but by, with by bringing in Drew Holiday, get back to that twenty twenty one, South twenty twenty two Celtics, the one that made the finals. Yeah, twenty twenty. When we were the best defensive team in this in the league, let's get back to that with Drew, uh, and let's let's go win the title. Yeah, and I mean, he is that. I like that you, what you said about coming bringing him from the Bucks because now you have a sort of you know, you have someone who's been with that organization for a really long time. He's pissed off that he got traded. He said he wanted to retire there. I actually, I said this wrong, by the way, right after we recorded and posted that he was going to retire after yeah, his contract funny. ended. Yeah, he literally came out and said, because he had said it in the in the public, people gave him questions about it. And then he came out and kind of stepped back his statement a little bit. Um, obviously, he does that right after we put the episode out. So my bad on that one. Um, but yeah, so he's he is someone who wanted to retire with, the Bucks, and then he finds out he got traded and it sounds like he was pretty upset about it. And now we get to have him on our team. And so you have that part of it. You have the intensity from that, but then you also have someone who knows the facility, he knows the system and he knows exactly what, what it's like to play with Giannis. And that's pretty good to have on your team when you're going against Giannis, he knows exactly what messes Giannis up and what can get at him and, you know, make him work harder than ever before and i am so excited to have drew on our basketball team um the exact you know metrics of the trade celtics received drew holiday the blazers received robert williams a third malcolm brogdon a 2024 golden state first round pick and a 2029 celtics first round pick that sounds like a fleecing to me if i'm being honest i know the rob will was a big one but i i do think um you know that was a great trade for us and brad has honestly been really awesome as a gm i'm very impressed with so him. much better as a gm than a head coach it's insane it is he i thought he was a good head coach he just he's like one of those guys that's too nice almost and what they did in the offseason by adding Przingis, which is amazing and then um bolstering the assistant coach lineup behind missoula yeah. that was the biggest thing going into it was that we needed to get assistant coaches around missoula but also they got rid of a lot of guys that kind of well mostly marcus smart and grant williams but those were two guys that seem to be against Missoula, if that makes sense, or the guys that kind of caused him the most trouble in the lineups and just they, those were very opinionated people. And it seemed like he had to have a dialogue with those guys more than anyone else on the team. And to get rid of those two guys, they're setting this up for Missoula to be successful. And this is the year we're going to find out whether or not Missoula is actually a head coach. I'm leaning towards he is, but um, I think, I think this is going to be a, obviously it's going to be a whole new look team because Tatum and Brown, I, I believe are now the two longest tenured Celtics on the team right now. So this it's is just awesome. Like it's this awesome. is what you want out of your core. You want your core, you know, you traded away your old core in 2000 and what, 12, 13, uh, was it 13, the Nets trade? I think, yeah. 2013. Yeah. yeah. And now you, as a result of that, you have your brand new fresh core uh, yeah. who is looking to lead this team for many, many years. Um, I'm very, very excited for the season. I can't wait for it to start because I think it's going to be a really special one for the Celtics. Um, when it comes to Joe Missoula, I definitely had my questions last year and I may have been a little short tempered with him. Just, a, just maybe a little bit because he did shit that pissed me off basically every game, whether it was the subs, not calling timeouts. I know it was a big one of his last year. Um, it's really hard to prepare to be a head coach of an NBA team in general, especially one that's, you know, competing for titles. You mm-hmm. go from, you know, not, you know, being an assistant, being a behind the bench Joe is what we kind of called him last year yeah. or two yeah. years ago to now being uh, the head coach of a front runner in the league like that. And you're going to have some bumps and you're going to have a lot of a lot of stumbles along the way. But I think 
with Porzingis and Drew in a year under his belt, a full year under his belt, and getting rid of, like you said, some of the guys that were causing some issues. Um, like the team was not without its its lack of chemistry at times. Like we mm-hmm. know that for a fact. Smart's a hothead. Grant, like we understand that Grant was a big piece of. Well, Grant's just annoying. Finals. Grant's just an he's annoying, annoying but like he he had his five minutes of fame and ran with it for a little longer than I think he should have. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously he had the game seven against the Bucks at home where he hit like eight threes. But besides that, we're acting like he was, you know, a key rotational piece in our in our championship push, which I don't think he was, you know. Uh, he was good, but not not anywhere to the degree of what he was, you know, how he was speaking of himself and the, the internal conversations that he was having with his agent. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just personality-wise, like, I've, like, I, I've, you know, I, he's I've, I've seen him at Tennessee and stuff, and he's just a talker. Like, he just talks all the time, and he's just yeah. one of those guys that's, like, kind of messing around a lot. He's very, he's a very good guy, and he's, like, one of those guys that's probably very easy to get along with. I just think he, um like, his own teammates will call him annoying, and he will say it himself. I think he would be the first to admit that he, like, you know, can poke at people and kind of mess with them. And I think that just gets, I think it's fine when you're winning, but when you're uh, losing it probably gets a little old. And I think when you start to butt heads with a head coach or you don't perform up to what people are expecting from you, then that starts to get old. And then smart just thought he was as good as Tatum and Brown. And that got, that was something that needed to change. Smart thought offensively. He could, you know, when the game was slow, he's like, well, why don't I go ahead and take this in my hands? And that was (laughs) never the right case. You're also seeing a guy who has a history of injury issues. Those hips are kind of beat up. Um, He's a smaller guy who has to run through screens. He's a defensive player of the year. He works his ass off. He throws his body on the line all the time. But when you do that at his size and his frame, uh, the shelf life on these guards don't doesn't tempt him to be super long. And I think we kind of got rid of him before. I mean, he's going to have a great year in Memphis because he's going to be pissed off and everything. But I think age-wise, this is kind of where you see his peak. And maybe from there, he starts to dwindle down a little bit with just health-wise. And we saw his defensive numbers go down last year after his defensive player of the year. Um winning season the year before and we also saw his shooting numbers continue to go down and i mean he took a lot of bad shots and as many times as he won us a game he also probably lost us games twice as many times probably more yeah yeah probably more so i think it's addition by subtraction and these are the tough moves you have to make to can to contend and to be a legit uh team and what this is doing is it's putting tatum and brown at the center and being like you guys are the best players on our team now this is your team you have to do something with it um, you just got these extensions. You need to do something. And I love that Brad is willing to make these ballsy moves because a lot of times you see it, even with Dame, these people are compl- or these players complain because um, they feel that the organization doesn't make moves to make them good. And that's what Brad just did. He made a bunch of moves this offseason that were really hard, but he did them to make the Celtics better and to make us look good around uh, Tatum and Brown. So I'm very content right yeah. now. I want to talk about the East. Real I'm quick. pumped. I'm pumped. Oh, too. I'm gonna say one more thing about the about the trade. Yeah, go ahead. I was so ready. I actually said this after the Dame trade because I looked at the Bucks roster and I was like, "This terrifies the shit out of me. This is scary. This is all this stuff." And I was like, "The Celtics windows closed. Like the windows done. Yeah, windows closed. We're we're cooked. We're fried. We're 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 chopped cheese." And then all of a sudden we go out and add Drew Holiday, and I'm like, "Okay, well here's f- at least five more years of contention." <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> that's a, like my mindset changed so quick when we added Drew because I think he's that good. I literally, I, 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 you know, when we're just doing this pod, I keep running back every Drew Holiday incident that the Celtics have ever had with oh. him, and I, I could can't count him on my two fingers or two hands. Yeah, like 
there are so many times where he absolutely murdered us and to have him on our side is makes me so happy. I think he'll be the Dame stopper. Um, can we just get semi Ojale? Is he still out there somewhere oh, to bring man. back as the Giannis stopper? I mean, Drew guarding Dame and semi guarding Giannis. That's a, that's just, <laughs> that's a great oh. team right there. That's a great defensive team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we brought our, our, uh, Giannis stopper and a, and a young man named Wenyan Gabriel. Shout out Manchester, New Hampshire. Shout hometown. out Wenyan. Yeah. Wenyan, Wenyan signed with Kids the coming hometown. Home. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I do think he's actually like a good, a legitimate, he's kind of, He's not, he's no Rob Williams right now, but he has the, uh, the type like, you know, where he's very long. He's a seven footer. He's still, he has, he's still really raw. Like yeah, he's, he's still very, very raw. I think he'll have a really, uh, um, play a really good time in Boston. I think he's going to get burned. He's going to need to, because I don't know what, what's good with poor Zingas's plantar fasciitis. I mean, yeah, I think my mom has plantar fasciitis and she's 50. Yeah. Okay. Well you have it in your, your, your 21. Um, but I, I think he will get burned and I think, Al Horford it will be a good mentor. I think he's a great person to to play behind <clears throat> and learn from because Al, I saw a TikTok today uh, and the guy made the claim, not a claim, but he just kind of pointed out that Al has kind of had one of the most steady production, like steady yeah. productive careers in recent NBA history. Like in, it's so true. Al has been so solid for so many years. Um, so I think when you will be able to learn from Al uh, and the rest of front court and um, get some good, some good minutes for us this year. Um, they also, the, uh, the Celtics also have 6 million, um, from the Grant Williams, Grant Williams, when they traded him, they got a $12 million TPE and they have $6 million remaining on that. Um, there's some, I'm, a, so I saw a lot of tweets about like who's available and everyone was saying Alprin Sangoon's available. That doesn't make sense to me because he's still under contract with the Rockets. If he was available, I would get him yesterday, but, um, I don't think he is available. Right. I have seen like Dwayne Dedman, Nerlens Noel would be interesting. Bismack Biombo would be a good backup. Myers Leonard, Gorgie Dang, Noah Vonley, Tony Bradley. We um, had Noah Vonley. That did not. Yeah, that did go not work well out. Another home, all. another hometown kid. Yeah, as well. shout out BABC. They used to. Yeah, him and um, Terrence was it Michael Carter Williams? Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, Mark. Michael Carter Williams and Nerlens Noel used to play on like the best AAU team yeah. that BABC has ever had. Ever. Yeah, they were was, absolutely filthy. I'm pretty sure also uh, wasn't that was around the time Donovan Mitchell was in Brewster, right? Or Tillander. Uh, it was a little Hampshire. earlier, I think. But yeah, he was oh. in he was in Brewster. But yeah. he was from Mass. So I don't know what AU team he played for, but he played for Brewster for a couple of years and he was absolutely insane. Celtics could bring back Blake Griffin. Um, I mean, I don't mind that. I don't mind it. I just wish he kind of played more. They had him on like the once every other once a week kind of playing and he'd play all right. But yeah, saw, Derek Favors the, is out uh, Blake there. Blake Griffin. Piston highlights. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. He was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. His knees are gone. I think that's the issue. Knees are gone. Um, knees are toast. I want to talk about the East real quick, and then we can talk about the Blazers side of things. But with the East, I mean, it's just, I think really it's just the Celtics and the Bucks uh, injuries withholding. I mean, I don't know if you heard about Philly today, but uh, James Harden didn't show up to media day. And yeah, they're, if he they're doesn't go to, mess. yeah, if he doesn't go to Colorado, so they're going to go train at, um, I think it's University of Colorado's like basketball facility. And if he doesn't show up there, he gets fined like every day. So um, shout out Derek White. Call yeah, shout out Derek one. White. So he really, he really needs to be going somewhere. But um, I don't know what the market is. It sounds like Daryl Morey has been trying to talk to the Heat or to the uh, Rockets rather, and the Rockets don't seem interested. I can't see Ime wanting him on the Rockets. So um, this is going to be a weird stalemate. And I think the East is, it's between the Bucks and the Celtics. And I'm 
Oh man, I'm knocking on wood, but I'm I'm hoping the Celtics get it here. Um, I want to talk about the Blazers before we jinx ourselves any further. Um, yes, go ahead, Butts. Did you hear? Did you hear what uh, Embiid said? Yes, that was goofy as hell. They were it was, they were talking about how uh reporter asked basically like the Celtics and Bucks are kind of like the two front runners that they've kind of surpassed the Sixers and he's like who says they passed us or something like that and I was like Embiid like you're also the same dude that says it's not a rivalry because they beat us every yeah. single time and we but continue I'm, to beat you every single time. Yeah, I mean on the other hand, I kind of I, I mean like what else are you supposed to say at that? Like, oh no 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 I I yeah I mean it's a it's a good quote uh like the fire but I mean. They're, they're, they're absolutely dysfunctional. Did you see drama alert? This whole Kelly Oubre thing. No, I saw they signed with them, but I didn't see what happened. Okay, so this is absurd by Daryl Morey. Okay. So, Harden was dating this girl. Okay, mm-hmm. forget her name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Harden throws a birthday party. Invites Kelly Oubre. Uh-huh. Kelly Oubre leaves with Harden's girlfriend. Oh, and they get I'm... married. They get married and have two kids. Holy shit! Now, whoa! And Daryl Morey, in the midst of all signs. this James Harden shit, signs Kelly Oubre. Oh my Sixers. god! I didn't know that. Dude. How this insane is, is wonderful that? Wonderful reporting from Butsy. I didn't know that at all. That's right? insane. Right? Right? That's nuts. I didn't know that. I didn't Crazy. know that at all. Crazy. So Philly's in an absolute dumpster fire right Holy now. Shit. So I, I am not worried about them at all. Yeah, I didn't know that. Crazy. That's fucking nuts. Crazy. That's crazy. Um. Wow, that broke my brain. Actually, that's that's of. I mean, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm being petty as fuck because Harden is throwing parties with Morey. Daryl Morey is a liar. Signs and it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's never been another player like Harden. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in the dude that stole your girl and literally just had two kids with her. Yeah, pump some kids into her. Um, all right, let's talk about the Trailblazers side of things. Uh, this probably saved the NBA, I think. Um, and I kind of think that the NBA. Uh, I heard this on Bill Simmons first, so this is not my take, but he mentioned that. Maybe and he's always pretty locked in. And he mentioned that maybe the NBA kind of reached out to the Heat and the Blazers and were like, "Hey, if you guys want to stop this player empowerment thing and stop like having to give up everybody, maybe don't start by trading Dame to where he wants to go. Maybe you guys just stop your dialogue because, from all accounts, the dialogue was closed between the Blazers and the Heat. And honestly, that's for good reason because this package that they got." They turned Damian Lillard into DeAndre and Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, Tamari Kamara, uh, Robert Williams the third, Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon, a 2024 Golden Round, Golden State first round pick, a 2028 Bucks swap, a 2029 Celtics first round pick, a 2029 Bucks pick swap, and a 2030 Bucks pick swap. Um, and that's like a on par package for what you would expect Dame to be worth, and it's way better than. Um, like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Nikola Jovic and some pick swaps. Um, 100%. Yeah, that wasn't a great package. And what the Blazers were able to get for um, this, as well as Malcolm Brogdon's most likely going to be flipped to a contender. So um, he should. This, yeah, he should be. So, and, and that came out today as well. So um, there is still more that's going to be added to that package, but still, like they did really well. And now on the Blazers side of things, DeAndre Ayton and Rob Williams is a very interesting front court. I think that's a pretty monstrous uh, and very fun. This is going to be a very ath- fun and athletic team. You have Shaden Sharp. You have uh, um, Anthony Simons. You have Scoot. Now you have DeAndre Ayton and Rob Will. I mean, that's that's a pretty fun lineup um, right there. I, that's a lot of athleticism. It's fun, and it's not nearly as bad as I think we thought the Blazers were going to look after getting yeah. into Dame. Like. Yes. 
I understand that they're def- probably not a play-in team. Like I still think that there are far better teams on that play-in bubble at the moment. But man, that's an exciting young team with a lot of picks in the future. Like, yeah. You want to re- wait, read it off again? It's going to be well, Scoot that- probably starting. Scoot, yeah, Anthony. So- Scoot, Anthony we'll exclude Brogdon because they're probably they're definitely going to deal him. Yeah, and then Jeremy Grant is he's eligible eligible to be traded January fifteenth, and he he will most likely be gone. Ooh. So right now okay. it's right now. Like as it stands, it would be Jeremy Grant in at the three or the four, and then Rob Will right. and DeAndre Ayton. Um, but you could change it to Scoot and for me Simons, uh, Shaden Sharp, DeAndre Ayton, and um, Robert Williams is probably wow, that's a be. that's yeah. a good young team. Like that is a very yeah. solid young team. I think, I think the Blazers are coming out of this looking like real winners. I agree. Like, I think they stuck it to Dame a little bit. I think if they start winning in the next. But did Four they though? Years. They sent him to a cont- like a legit contender, and they didn't. You know, I, like yeah, you know. But Dame, Dame like dropped his. Did you see this Dame single that he released? And he dra- yeah. had, had all these lines yeah. in it about you know talking shit about how you're never gonna replace me. Blah 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 blah. Like it was that whole situation ended weird because Dame like showed up to workouts. Yeah, he's like, you're not gonna trade me to the Heat. Fine, I'm just gonna come back. And he, they were like, no, you're gone. But he um, also had his agent out there. Um telling teams that Dame would not play for them and kind of tanking the value. So it's like, this, it's yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to tell. Like if the Blazers or Dame won, like I'd, I'd like to think that they're both kind of winners in the situation. Won. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to say they both won, but like the pettiness of it kind of like it puts a weird shroud of yeah. shit over Uncertainty, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, but I, I think the Blazers coming at us looking excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is finally they're, they're, two moves away from going full rebuild and finally building from the ground up. And I think they have an, a really, really solid foundation. Not to mention they still have Jeremy Grant to move and he can get you from a, that's what I'm saying. The, the Brogdon yeah. and Grant, those oh, are yeah, two yeah. moves yep. left that you have to get picks and assets that will solidify your foundation for the next yep. 10 years. That went right over my head. Yes, you're right. Um, And I, <laughs> I think, I think Jeremy Grant can legitimately get you someone good um, or picks or whatever. And, um, the other thing I want to highlight about these picks is that 2029 is what five years, four, six years from now, sorry, and 2028 is five years from now. Okay, so what if Giannis leaves in two years? Um, and Damian Lillard is you know at that time like in his late 30s, the Bucks could be pretty poor. Uh, Chris Middleton will be gone or retired or whatever. Uh, they don't have a lot of young players, they have a very old bench. Uh, that Bucks team could be very bad. What if Tatum and Brown leaves? Uh, Kristaps Porzingis will be old by then. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. That would suck. It, it, it makes me want to vomit saying it. But the Celtics, I mean, look at how we looked um, in 2013, 2018 compared to the team we have now, right? Um, teams change, especially in this you know environment of the NBA and now how it looks nowadays. Uh, those picks could be inherently extremely valuable from both of these teams that could be you know coming off of a couple of titles and ready to kind of rebuild and start that new chapter. And that could be right mm-hmm. around the time where the most of the players on the Blazers in the Blazers organization are hitting their primes and they'll be getting very good new picks that they could. It's basically what's going to happen now is they have a, they could have, they could get like the second overall pick and trade it for an established guy to a younger team, stuff like that. So yeah. Think about what the Celtics did in 2013, bringing it up again. Yeah. But it's like you get these future picks Obviously, KG and and Pierce were. It wasn't Jason Terry in there too. I think Jason Terry was. Yeah, Jason was, Terry was, he, was in there. 
Yeah, he was in there. Um, they were towards the end of their got the old Marshawn Brooks, Keith Bogan. It was like what Marshawn oh. Brooks, Keith Bogans, um, uh, Wallace, Gerald Wallace, and um, Gerald on. Wallace. Shit, Celtics one legend. more. I know it's Keith Bogans, Marshawn Brooks, Gerald Wallace, and someone else. I'm, I feel like I'm missing him, but but like we get those picks like they're the blazers are kind of essentially doing the same thing like yeah offload your superstar for to a contender who is he's an aging superstar they're like just like you know pierce and kg where they were aging superstars get the picks in five years when that team's probably gonna be pretty shitty and they turn into you know jason tatum Jalen brown uh rob will i mean he turned into all of our cornerstone the cornerstone yeah. of our franchise so i think the blazers are trying to do the same thing you know it's not a bad strategy clearly worked for us it should hopefully work out for them because i like the blazers i want the blazers to be good because i think the league is more fun when teams like that like small market teams like the bucks like the blazers are good yeah i would say it's comparable like imagine if the celtics the roster yesterday um was what it is like you're right on the brink of you know being a championship contender and they somehow had the second pick from a trade in the past um then they could trade that second pick to go get drew holiday that's that's what i'm thinking more along the lines of where it's like maybe the blazers are really good at that time and they can trade those really good picks to get an established player to really bolster their whatever they need bolstered or they could be really bad and they get you know a, a superstar but i feel like they have enough talent now to be actually pretty solid around that time so they, yeah, they have see. a lot of, yeah, they have a lot of talent, but they're going to need to. They have a, they have a long, they have a lot of raw talent. Like that team yeah, yeah. has a long way to go, and we're obviously speculating five years in the future, which is kind of nuts to think Dangerous. about. Five years in the yeah. future, where we're going to be, but um, we'll be right here doing this in five years, exactly. But we, I, I, I still don't love Aiden. I really do like Rob. I love Anthony, by yeah. the way. Love Anthony Simons. I like I think Shade and great. Sharp. Shade and Sharp is so raw, but very athletic and, I think Scoot, and very talented. I think they got a guy in Scoot. There's something about Scoot from what agree. we saw that I think uh, I think they got their guy. They're like their alpha who's going to... Scoot's going number one in every other draft but Wemby. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, yeah, I'm I'm cool. I, I agree. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be talking about title 23 uh, in uh, five years from now. That'll be nice, but... That'd be really cool. I'd, that'd be, I would, that'd be you know, sick. five in a row. That, that'd be awesome. Let's, let's yeah. focus on number 18 first. Yeah, let's focus on that. All right. Um, that's going to do it for the emergency podcast. Um, we just wanted to get a quick one out, just talking NBA. Uh, we have another one coming out where we're going to be doing NFL and college football. But yeah, thank you all for listening and fucking go Celtics. Celtics.